the pandemic, social unrest, the state, and the White House. You are listening to The John DePietro Show. Continue to enjoy your best lawn ever with Lawn Doctor of Rhode Island. Contact them today for a free quote, 401-392-1025 or online, LawnDoctor.com. A lot more summer ahead plus the fall. Lawn Doctor of Rhode Island, your best lawn ever, guaranteed. Call for a free quote today, 401-392-1025. Find out also about keeping your family safe from ticks and mosquitoes, Lawn Doctor of Rhode Island. Check out their website. It's LawnDoctor.com or call today for a free quote, 401-392-1025. This summer, let J.K.L. Engineering keep you and your family nice and cool. J.K.L. Engineering, call them today, 401-351-7600. They're licensed in Rhode Island and Massachusetts. J.K.L. It's going to be a hot summer ahead. Call J.K.L. Engineering today. Estimates are free. Financing is available. Remember, with J.K.L., 54 years in business, reputation is second to none, especially for technical expertise, customer satisfaction. J.K.L. is an approved National Grid VPI installer. They're also a Navian certified factory dealer. Call J.K.L. for a system replacement, oil to gas for a heat pump. Estimates are free. Financing is available this summer called jkl engineering right now remember they do it right they do it right the first time they'll keep you and your family or your employees nice and cool call jkl 401-351-7600 remember jkl engineering licensed in rhode island and massachusetts a carrier factory authorized dealer it's jkl call them 401-351-7600 this summer stay nice and cool with J.K.L. Engineering, 401-351-7600. Have you been thinking about updating your website? Do you have questions about how to get the most out of social media for your business? Would you like a free consultation from a local digital marketing professional who has been doing this work for 23 years? Contact Karen Etchells at Innovast Digital Marketing. Karen will help you better position your brand on the web to engage visitors and get results. She's local and responsive. Call Karen Etchells at 401-321-2799. That's 401-321-2799. Or find Karen on the web at www.innovast.com. This portion of the John DePietro Show, folks, is brought to you by Brothers Disposal. Call Brother Roland today, now offering weekly trash collection services. Brothers Disposal. Look for them on Facebook. They have those purple dumpsters, and the Facebook page stands out, purple and yellow, Brothers Disposal, again, offering weekly trash collection services. Call for an estimate, 401-688-0517, 401-688-0517. Come on, brother. Call Brothers Disposal today. Put a purple dumpster in your driveway. Maybe you're doing some spring cleaning, or maybe you want to clean out that basement, the garage, the attic. Call Brothers Disposal today. Get a purple dumpster in your driveway, 401 401- Six eight eight zero five one seven, and remember, now offering weekly trash collection services. Call for an estimate. It's Brothers Disposal four zero one six eight eight zero five one seven. You're listening to the John DePietro Show. Joining us right now, National Right to Work Committee President. It's Mark Mix, and Mark, there. Uh, first of all, thank you for joining us. There must be a typo because is this possible? 
how much I'm seeing that organized labor spent on politics and lobbying during the 2020 election cycle? No, there isn't, John. This is not a typo. In fact, the $1.8 billion that they spend is a, is a gargantuan amount of money. And unfortunately, some of these nonpartisan uh, watchdogs, they call themselves watchdogs, who want us to believe that the only thing that unions spend is their PAC money, which is just a tip of the iceberg of what the political activity of organized labor is. And, you know, John, we're using this report that we released on July 22nd that documents the $1.8 billion dollars in lobbying and politics that big labor uh, union officials that file LM2 forms with the Department of Labor report themselves. When we aggregate it all together, that's the number, and it's a gigantic number, and it's, that makes them one of the biggest players in politics. $1.8 billion. And could you walk us through a little bit? Uh, people may not realize, but we, where does that money go into? What does it go into when would I be uh, going off on a limb and saying it's primarily used for Democrat candidates and purposes? <laughs> well, you wouldn't be going out on a limb, John, because the numbers speak for themselves. I mean, the, the percentage of money that's spent on one particular political party uh, sometimes goes up to the 98, 99 percent level, um, and rarely does it ever get below the 90 percent level. So I won't say what party that's going to be, John, but I'll let you draw your own conclusions um, based on a president that says he's a union man, a union president. He's going to promote forced unionism, promote unionism, promote unionism. So, yeah, you uh, your instincts are correct. And, you know, this money gets spent on phone banks and get out the vote drives and and mailings and other so-called in-kind support for candidates is not really reported as political expenditures that's the thing that really makes the difference i mean there are PAC contributions that union makes and this is these are allegedly voluntary i mean they will say they're voluntary but when you sit down and, and get a job in a union shop you get all this paperwork and it it turns out once you fill out the 38 forms that uh, they require you to fill out you have uh, voluntarily assented to give to a political action committee and, you know, look, if people want to give to their PACs, that's perfectly fine as long as it's voluntary. But when they start spending forced dues money out of the general treasury, which is what this is talking about, because we're going to the, the source documents, the, the reports they file with the Department of Labor, and we're pulling out the line items as politics and lobbying, and we're aggregating all of that, and that's how we get to $1.8 billion. Folks, you're listening to The John DePietro Show. Joining us right now, National Right to Work Committee President Mark Mix, new study, National Institute Labor Relations Research showed organized labor. The United States spent over $1.8 billion with a B on politics lobbying during the 2020 election cycle. Overwhelming majority, $1.4 billion, came from union treasuries. Now, Mark, another big part of this is this is actually, I would, these, these are taxpayer dollars because that's who pays a lot of the organized labor salaries to begin with if there's you know teachers or you know that's always been a bone of contention with me that as the teachers unions are ginning up all these contracts it's it's their salaries are paid for by the taxpayers well, John, it's interesting you mention that because a lot of that money is not accounted for in this study because basically if you're a union, if, the, for example, the National Education Association or the American Federation of Teachers, if you're not representing private sector employees, you're not filing an LM2 report. So we don't know what a lot of these subsidiaries of the NEA and the AFT are spending on politics and lobbying because they're not required to file. Only private sector unions that represent private sector employees are filing. So we're missing, and that's that's why this is a this is probably 
probably understated by significant, you know, hundreds of millions of dollars because we're not getting the small affiliates of the National Education Association or the AFK because they're not required to file. And many states don't require them to file these types of reports either. They file their political reports, which says we spent this PAC money, this political action committee money, and that, you know, we can trace that and we have some of that in the study. But when it comes to the general treasury money that they spend on that phone banks and get out the vote drives and in-kind contributions that are not reported politically, that money is basically, you know, in the shadows for those state affiliates. But your point is well taken. I mean, these are taxpayer dollars that pay these people that go into the union coffers and then they turn around and spend it on politics. No question about it. Mark, when's the last time we had someone in the White House that was this basically a puppet and in the pocket of, uh, of the unions? Well, you know, I mean, I think this particular president, the current president, has indicated verbally um, uh, more, you know, more support for forced unionism and union officials than any president in the past. But there have been presidents, including the Bush administration. I mean, you know, this doesn't this is nonpartisan in most instances, unfortunately, John. Um, But the Clintons gave the opportunity for union officials to gain significant power. Um, The Obama administration certainly talked about it, although when you talk to union officials, they get disappointed in the Obama record because he didn't do everything they wanted. They did some of the things they wanted, but Biden's trying to do everything they want. And there's no question they invested heavily in a president that said he's going to expand forced unionism. And you see it in the infrastructure bill. You see it in his support for the so-called PRO Act, which will wipe out all 27 right-to-work laws across the country and force workers across the nation to pay union dues or fees in order to keep their jobs or get a job. That's the type of uh, rhetoric that union officials love to hear and, uh, and basically get really, really chills up their spine when when biden talks about forcing every worker in america to pay union dues or fees to get or keep a job folks again we're speaking with mark mix president national right to work committee mark i don't want to get off on a tangent of, and i'm saying i would lead us off on a tangent but just a perfect example that many times in new england rhode island people don't even realize how powerful they are and how it just goes off the reservation as far as how business is done it was announced that the Providence Teachers Union now two years without it. They say two years without a contract, even though the contract never expired. So it just still stays in place. But here's here's the motion for it. I think tonight the executive board, they, they say they've come to a deal with the state because the state took them over. Because the, the one of the Wall Street Journal did a piece, one of the fourth worst school districts in the country. Executive board tonight, members will vote on it Friday night. Then... The details will be released to the public. There's any any other large expenditure. All the details have to first be vetted out. Public meeting. The public can weigh in and so forth. They're the only ones that play by this rule that even if the public's upset about it, it's already a done deal. It's already been ratified. And then by that time, by the time the public sees it, you know, the horse has already left the barn. Yeah, John, it's disgusting. It's disgusting what happens behind closed doors. And and the result of that is that union officials get these privileges and powers from elected officials uh, that they support politically, and they turn around and negotiate behind closed doors. You know, oftentimes we have promoted here at the National Right to Work Committee at the state legislatures and others and, and other entities around the country that they have the so-called sunshine law, that all of this negotiation has to occur in the public domain. It can't be an executive session. It can't be behind closed doors. And they can't certainly can't do it 
And that's kind of the worst example where they, they negotiate all this behind closed doors, they vote on it, and then they ratify it, and then they tell the taxpayers what it's gonna hap- what's going to happen to them. And, and no doubt, John, the states like Rhode Island and like Connecticut and like Illinois and like California and like New Jersey and like New York that have dramatically powerful union officials in the public sector, I mean, those states are financial basket cases. And if it weren't for the, the funny money that uh, was sent by the federal government to these states to bail them out for so-called COVID relief that's now being used for general treasury to, to basically correct the problem that's been created in decades in pensions and other government costs, I mean, these states would be bankrupt by now probably. But you're right. This kind of secrecy and this behind closed doors and the smoke-filled rooms that we, you know, that we talked about in the past, these still exist today when you talk about union officials spending and negotiating over taxpayer money. How can um, how can people learn more or read more about the study about this 1.8 billion that was uh, flooded into the political system? Yeah, John, they can find the study at www.nilrr.org. Nilrr.org. That's National Institute for Labor Relations Research, and this is a research body that that pulls together this data every two years. And they can find the study there, and they can find an explanation. And then, of course, they can find it on the National Right to Work Committee website, too, at nrtwc.org, nrtwc.org. Folks, from the National Right to Work Committee, he is the president, Mark Mix. What's the point of having an appliance if it doesn't work properly? Or maybe you have problems with it. I'll tell you what you should do. As I like to say, if your appliance is dying, just call Ryan. Ryan's Appliance Repair, 401 710 7096. Easy to remember. Ryan's Appliance Repair, 401 710 7096. I've used Ryan on several occasions, whether it's for your washing machine or maybe your dryer or the refrigerator or your stove or oven or microwave, any appliance. If your appliance is dying, just call Ryan, 401 710 7096. I was having a problem with our, our clothes dryer. What would happen? It wouldn't turn on. No way they were going to dry the clothes. I called Ryan's Appliance Repair. He fixed that in about five minutes. Then the oven wouldn't heat up. I called Ryan's Appliance Repair, 401-710-7096. He fixed the the oven in about five minutes. Folks, call them. All work is guaranteed for 90 days, parts and labor. Senior citizens discounts are available and Saturday appointments are available. Come on, call Ryan's Appliance Repair, 401-710-7096. 96. You're listening to the John DePietro Show, folks. Weekdays, we start at 11. We go until 2. It's AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. Now, remember, if you want to get a hold of me, the easiest thing to do is log on to my website, depetro.com, D-E-P-E-T-R-O.com. Now, there, you can, if you want to listen to the program, listen live. You can also contact me that way. That's the easiest way to get me an email if you'd like to advertise on the show. We also have all our links to social media. We have uh, links to Twitter or Facebook or Instagram or also on YouTube. You can also read many of the exclusive stories that we do. We have exclusive video. You can also shop and get some of the merchandise. And at the same time, if you ever miss an episode of the John DePietro Show, if you ever miss a segment, you just log on and right at the top, it says radio show. Click onto that. It'll bring you right there, and you can listen. It's all in the library fashion. It all starts by logging right on at depetro.com. 